Daily Dove. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Daily Dubs Podcast. It's your boy, Pastor Lem. I got my wife here, Pastor Liz, with me. Once again, hey we guys. are bringing to you the best Jesus talk on podcast. Before we get into this episode, this is How to Be a Christian Part 4. How we, Before we get into this, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, so... Little Shirley Caesar for you. Get your fat pants out. You know, a lot of people aren't having Thanksgiving this year, myself included. No, we so, are having Thanksgiving this year. Well, I mean, it's not going to be traditional Thanksgiving. Okay, but we're you know going to I mean? have Thanksgiving. We're having Thanksgiving, but we're not having the Thanksgiving that we usually have. You know, I got a phone call, very, 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 very sad phone call, letting me know that Philadelphia Thanksgiving is canceled for 2020, but the Lord will make a way. You know, I've been training my wife to cook like American food. Oh, yeah. Some of the best American food. I say your American food is right up there with your Hispanic food. Really? I would say yes. Wow, yes, that absolutely. Gives me some confidence. Your fried chicken, your Mac man, all that stuff. Yeah, you made chicken parm tonight. Delicious. You okay, know? Okay. Absolutely. So right. we're still going to have Thanksgiving, and I hope you listening still have Thanksgiving too. You know, don't let. COVID take it from you. That's right. Hold on. Show COVID who's boss. Hold on. Hold on. Don't let them take Thanksgiving from you. Don't let them do it, man. Bring out some fat pants and let's do this. Yes, absolutely. I don't care if you got a binge on Oreos, okay? I don't care if it's an Oreo cookie feast. <laughs> Make sure that you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Listen, they didn't get on the boats and come over here and steal this land from the Native Americans for for this holiday to be stolen back. That's right. That's not, and That's I know right. some people are offended by that, but I'm sorry, history don't lie. It's they true. didn't come over and trick them into the treaty of giving us the land just for it to go back. To then not celebrate no, it. No, no. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the people who were here before us. That's right. Right? Yeah. It didn't always look like this in America. That's right. So we owe it to those who were, I don't want to say swindled out of the land, but to those who the land used to belong to, yeah. we owe it to them. We got to celebrate it to them. Thanksgiving. They taught us about turkeys and corn, corn and, and how to plant and how to do all that stuff, you know? And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. The first Thanksgiving, even though things may not have worked out well after that, it was peaceful. It was an actual Mainly Thanksgiving. Mainly because there was a language barrier. Yeah. A lot of quiet grunts but and smiles. But food brings people together. <laughs> food brings people together. And just like now, I'm sure there was indigestion, indigestion there, right? Yeah. I'm sure there was some undercooked food. I'm sure that everything that was bought to that Thanksgiving wasn't delicious, you yeah. know? There so was some experiment food? Some experimental food, yeah. 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 I mean, I would much rather prefer Thanksgiving now. We got conventional ovens. We got seasonings. We got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. Okay, don't go ham, into it. Ham, lamb, hog, <laughs> You name it. Chicken, turkey, steak. <laughs> you name it! Shirley Caesar. That was a great song. Great song. All right. So, How to Be a Christian Part 4. We have got the youth on this podcast with us. They are tuned in once again to the Zoom. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for supporting what God is doing through this podcast. I'm telling you, we're taking over the world, man. We're taking over the world one bit at a time. Loose change, take the land. That's the theme for the year. And this is just another part of it. So, we just had an interview 
with Maggie Etlinger. If you have not listened to that one, make sure after this one you listen to that one. Before that one, we had my man Jackson and JQ on here. They killed it. If you didn't listen to that one, listen to that one. Listen to all of these, all right? Rate, subscribe, and make sure that you got your notifications on. So every single day when we drop a daily dub, you are sounding <laughs> when we drop a daily dub. When we drop a daily dubs podcast. That's right. There you go. When we drop a daily dubs podcast, you are tuned in and you can hear it. So big shout out to everybody who was already on here. Look, I got an applause track. Look at this. Yes. Great applause to everybody who was already on here. And tonight, we have two very, 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 I was going to say special, but I'm going to say eager, okay, because they've been dying to get on this podcast. We have Femina Franciscus, and we have Kate Smith. What's up, Femina and Kate? Hi. Hi. How you guys doing? Good. Are you nervous? Not really. They're nervous. No. They're nervous. (laughs) They seem nervous. You guys seem nervous. You seem nervous. You're not nervous. You guys are professionals. We're excited to have you guys on the podcast. You guys are great. We have this planned out. Yeah, you do. There you go. Yeah, they sent a text in the middle of the day, and they were like, hey, we're going to be on tonight. Here's what we want to talk about. It was color-coded and stuff. I was like, what? It looks like something that came fresh out of study hall, but they don't go to the same school together, so I know it didn't, you know? But hey, they are ready. They're going to talk about being a Christian, being a teenage Christian in 2020, because that's what we want to do. We want to give you information that you can take and run with. This is a practical podcast. You know, we don't just tell you about Jesus. We tell you how to be like Jesus and how to walk this thing out. So let's jump right into it, man. We're talking about it, how to be a teenager and how to be a Christian. You guys are both popular people. You know, you guys are both in high school. You guys are both you have friends, so what would you say? I'm going to go with you first, Kate. Kate, what would you say? Hold on. I don't actually know if I should go with you first, Kate, because I got to look at this. You guys sent me a thing saying who wants to say what. Let me see. Color code it. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, Kate. I jumped the gun. Okay. Femina. We're going to go with you first, Femina. Let's talk about how we can love others. How to be a teen in Christ, loving others. Take it and go. So what I always do, like I had, like I struggled with this a little bit on like loving people. I believe it. The main thing that you have to do is like you have to love yourself first. Okay. Like if you say don't that. Love yourself. Like how are you going to love other people? Um, you so can't. You, you can't. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Go. <laughs> so once you like establish that like in yourself that you love yourself, you love who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. You can develop like a love for others. And, like, doing that love for each other is, like, even if they make mistakes, because we're all going to make mistakes, even if you make a mistake, if they do something wrong, if you think that they hurt you on purpose, but they really had no clue that they hurt you, like, you have to have that love that Jesus had for us. I like it. And I think it's seeing the, 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 the God inside of them, because I... You know, not like the world tells you to love yourself, but this is different because we don't love ourselves for the sake of loving ourselves. We're not into ourselves. We're into who God is. And because we're a reflection of who he is, we can therefore love ourselves because he was the one who made us. Yeah. And so it's not just like, you know, how the world says, like, love yourself, give yourself some self-care. No, this is a different kind of message because we're not just saying love yourself for the sake of loving yourself. It's loving the creation because you love God. Right. You got to love 
love the origin of where you came from to then appreciate who you are. You love God. So therefore you have to love yourself because you love the, the, the creation that you are. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. the way you can then look at all of God's creation and be like, I can't hate them. God made them and loves them too. Like if I hate them, then I hate God's creation. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And we are, we're projecting Christ to this world. So the Bible says God is love. So we have to love as well if we are indeed his projection, his image, him walking around on earth. We are the body of Christ, the Bible says. For so sure. let's talk about. Let's talk about how we get that, though, you know, because I feel like reading the Bible is a big deal. So would you say, Kate, would you say that that's a that's a major part? You know, how would you say reading the Bible has helped you in your walk being a Christian in 2020? Okay, so a lot you'll hear people say like all the time, like, oh, read your Bible, read your Bible. And you like really like when you're first starting out, you really won't think much of it. But I feel like. In my situations, every time I have had an issue or something was just wrong, there's always a part in the Bible that will assure you that God is always there for you. Mm -hmm. And you have to, I don't know how to explain this. You really have to like keep up with it. And the more you read, the more you just like don't want to stop. And yeah. the more eager you get to learn about him. Oh, and yeah. It's just, it's a great feeling to know that every step of the way, he is there for you. Whether you feel so alone, he's always going to have your back. Yeah. And I love that the Bible is not like any other book on the planet. You could literally take and read the same verse and scripture the entire 365 days of a year and get something different out of it every single time. Yep. It's it's a living word. It's not a book. You know, I, I actually am an avid reader. I love books. And I'm the kind of person that even though I love a book, I can't read it twice. It just like annoys me to read it twice because I already know the ins and outs of it and the way the plot ends. The Bible... Man, it's so different. I literally read it every single day and something different comes out and I just can't stop consuming it because it just applies so much to who I am in that specific moment. Like the word is on time all the time. Yep. Yep. It's always, the. it says it. It says it's a like the word is alive. Yes, it's living. It's alive. It keeps up with the times. Yes. It's insane. Yes, it is alive. It edifies and it cuts to the soul of a person, right in there, man. It cuts right to where it needs to be. Absolutely. You got to keep up on reading your Bible. What I mean, what would you guys say about, is it just the Bible though? I mean, we got like devotions. Give some other examples of some things that, you know, you want to keep doing. So something that I do is like, you have to pray every single chance that you get. Like that's your communication with God. And I heard someone say this to me and it like really stuck with me as like, that's like if you're stressed out or if you have an issue and you don't really know if you can trust anyone with that issue, you talk to God because he's not going to go around telling everyone your secrets, going around yelling, like going around spearing all of your business. Like, no, that's like your relationship with God. Like, that's your pathway to talk to him. Yeah. And like a lot of people like it's not just like you have to speak it like I know people that write it down like for me personally like if I'm in school and I can't talk out loud I either think it in my head I write it down in like a journal for myself um but definitely pray like whenever chance you get and like even that's like your connection with God like that's how that's how you talk to him daily like it's not even like a, oh, yeah, when I sit down to eat, I'll pray for my food that I'm thankful for it. No, it's so much more than that. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's just basic conversation, right? There's no, there's no yeah. wrong way to pray. It's just talking to God. I like that it's... Well, I like the way that she described it because it's almost like prayer becomes your safe place. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, your, it's your refuge from every other thing that's going on in your life. Like prayer becomes my outlet. You know, I, I love that our pastor said once that he has, a, he has an appointment with a therapist every single morning. And if he misses that appointment, he's a terrible human that day. And he was talking about like meeting with God and communing with God every single morning so that he can be refreshed to live a, a great day, you know, reflecting Christ. And that's exactly what I see. Like, it's like, this is my best friend. This is... The, the person that knows me the most, the one who I can give my entire heart to because it's already, you know, exposed to him anyway, and he still loves me. It's my safe place. It's my refuge. It's my, it's my everything. Talk a little bit about that safe place, guys. I want you to talk about, you know, because a lot of people might think, because we don't know where people are coming from. Folk might think, well, I don't have an hour to go and be alone somewhere, or I can't get on my knees, and I might be in public, or how would you say a practical way to pray at all times. You know, tell us what that looks like. I know, like, I just thought of this idea, but, like, typing it in your notes in your phone. Like, God sees, like, everything. And, like, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It can be five minutes. It can be less than that. As long as you're talking to him, like, I honestly, I... I stay by this for like ever like it's just like talking to your like it's just talking to someone on the phone like honestly if you really want to do this like if you're in public just grab your phone and act like you're talking to like to one of your friends but you're actually not no one else is on the other line but God is I like it just act like it's there's no one else around you and like really if you're really that like stressed out about someone's going to judge you about what you say or if you're in public or if you're in school like honestly that's how you talk to your father like he made you he created you like it doesn't matter about what other people think when it comes to things like that i always knew she wasn't on the phone with nobody i I, I always knew it i was like man that girl's praying like why is she always on the phone oh my god i always knew it you know but i do i do love the idea of writing it i used to actually do that when i was in high school because i had to do like quick um like emergency prayers before tests and because i couldn't do it like right there in, in in the middle of a test i would just write it down and i would i would write the scripture i was standing on and i would ask god to come into my situation in that moment and remind me of every correct answer that i had studied for and it, it literally worked you know i graduated high school with a 3.5 <laughs> i just got it i just got the mental image of like you guys me writing panicking. god hostage notes you know I what did. i mean like I you're holding up the letter on the video like I need the answers. Yes. <laughs> God's like it's cool. I got like, you. It's fine. About like, to cry. Like God, I need you right now. I knew you. I also feel like <laughs> sometimes that's things that people can misunderstand. Like they think people who don't practice Christianity on a regular basis, but like they feel at some point they really need God and they're like at their breaking point. I feel like people don't really understand that you don't have to get on your knees to pray. Like mm-hmm. if you're really in need of God at that moment. He's there for you to listen, no matter who's around, no matter what you're doing, yeah. where you are. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And I like that you used the phrase practicing Christianity, because that's exactly what we do. <laughs> we have to act like who we are. Yeah. You know, so if I'm not practicing Christianity, I'm not being a Christian. And that's yes. not religious. It's not like, oh, I, do, I went to church on Sunday and that's it. Or, oh, I prayed this morning. It's in every part of who we are. Talk a little bit about how you guys 
witness to other people because I feel like that's a big thing too because once you get it we know that once we have an encounter with Christ and we're changed by Christ we become like Christ but then it's our job as being like Christ to do what Christ did and part of that is talking to your friends you know give us some insight into what that looks like for you guys okay so for me like I don't want to sound like I don't know, but a lot of my friends, like, if they're, like, upset or, like, especially around this time with, like, COVID and all of this, they usually see me as more of, like, a energetic, happy person. And when they're, like, so upset, so stressed out, stuff like that, they kind of question me and, like, how are you not freaking out? Like, even people in the same classes as me, when they're, like, stressing over things that I also have to do. They're asking me, like, how are you not freaking out about this? Like, this is due, blah, blah, blah. And it's because, like, I just know he's always with me and he will never fail me. And the depression, the anxiety, like, that's all pushed aside. Like, he's got my back 24-7. And once my friends see that, I feel like it's so encouraging to them. And they really want to be like that. And they really want to have that, like, mentality. So... I invite them to church. I'll, one time I had like a whole row filled with kids from my school. And um, I don't know. I feel like they really take a lot out of that and realize like if there's something I can do not to feel like this bad, then they should definitely jump and take that opportunity. And whenever I see like my friends um, giving their lives to Christ and stuff like that, it really motivates me so much more to like keep doing what I'm doing and keep doing this because he's just so good and it's amazing to see all this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said you live the kind of life that people want. Yep. You you embody what a life with Christ looks like because can you imagine telling people you're a Christian and you look just as anxious and depressed or you look probably worse off than other people nobody's gonna want to nobody's gonna be attracted to what you have not even other christians exactly but if you live a life where you know you have the peace of god you have the joy of the lord people are attracted to that even even in in you know in the craziest situations especially right now where everybody's you know down or sad and, and they see they look over at you and you're like man but she just has a light that comes from her she's just always on yeah then they'll they're gonna ask you well how and that's a perfect way to segue into, you know, an invitation to come to church with you or an invitation to pray together or whatever it might look like. Yeah. I love it. Joy, peace, comfort, all those things. They come with the territory when we are Christians. Okay, this is final question for both of you guys. I want you to think about this. I know that I'm throwing it on y'all and it wasn't in the text, but sometimes it'd be like that. So listen, I want you to name your most favorite part of being a Christian, okay? Who wants to go first? I got it. What is it? The joy. Like, if you, I was like looking at pictures of myself like probably like a year and a half ago, two years ago, and like I just didn't look the same. What'd like, you look now, like? I just didn't. I just didn't have like that glow. Yeah. I don't really. Other than mm, saying yeah. like a glow, like I don't. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Oh no, we get it. Like, yeah. So, like, it's, like, that glow, and, like, now I see myself, like, so happier than before, and it's not, like, how it was before. It wasn't, like, a, oh, yeah, like, a fake happiness. Like, I'm happy, but, like, not really, like, more like a half-empty mentality, but now it's, like, a half-full mentality. It's more, like, 
you know what? I might had this crappy experience or I might had this horrible day at school, but you know what? God is my strength. I read the Bible. He made like, I'm fulfilled. I listen to some worship music. I have that joy back again. Yeah. And it's not something that is like wishy-washy with relationships or friendships. Like it's not one second. Oh yeah. They made me upset. So now I'm just going to cry. Like, it's not like that. It's a fulfilling, like everlasting love with him. Oh Ooh, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. a great answer. The world didn't give it and the world can't take That's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh way. Oh way. Okay. What about you? I have to agree with that. Like, I'm so much more motivated to do everything in life. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, ever since I started coming back to church, like, my whole mentality has changed. Um, People have said they've seen me happier. My parents have said they've seen so much growth in me. And it's just, like, crazy how going to church and practicing your religion can do so much and make you so happy. And when your friends tell you that, like, you seem very happy or I always see a smile on your face and stuff like that, that just motivates me to do so much more and like show people that they can do that too. And they can get to the point where I'm at and even advance more in that. Yeah. It's just, I I, I just think it's crazy to me how, like, even after just a month of going to church, I was a whole different person. I love how your answer was more along the lines of a renewed sense of purpose and direction. And and I think that, you know, those two go together because when you feel a sense of joy and confidence in the Lord, you can actually look beyond your circumstance into a greater purpose. Where I feel like a lot of people sometimes live in the, how do I feel today? What's the crapshoot going to have for me you know, in everything that's going to happen today. But if you find your confidence in the Lord and your joy is established, then you can actually look beyond, you know, yourself and your everyday into a greater purpose. And I, I, I love that, especially so young with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I said that was the final question. This is actually final question. And you can rock paper, scissors for who goes first. Actually, I'll go first because I know my answer. Turkey or chicken for Thanksgiving? I'm going to go with chicken all day. Turkey is dry, and uh, there's always too much left over. So I feel like turkey should just be out and be free. I don't want turkey. Give me chicken all day long. What about you, babe? I have to agree with the chicken. Yes. You know, there has to be a reason why we only eat turkey once a year. There has to be. And it might be because it's, you know, the rejected fowl. Yes, it's gross. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Kate, Kate, come on. Kate, what you got? I'm going to have to go with turkey because <gasps> after one time a year, I eat turkey and it's just like, wow, I haven't had this in a year. Even if it's disgusting, it's just like, wow. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's an emotional bond there. I we get, get it. it. I it's, get it. I get it. It's traditional masochism. What about you, Fumina? No ham. No ham. No ham? <laughs> it's Mm-mm. always time for swine. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Fumina, what you got? Chicken or turkey? Weighing out the pros and cons, turkey makes you sleepy, and chicken, it's just like I always have it. So, like, can I have, like, an or option and choose mashed potatoes? Why did she give an essay <laughs> answer? Why did she start with an essay answer? This ain't the SAT. I gave you I A or B, and she said, weighing out the pros and cons. She's like, let I me make like up to... C. I yes. know that wasn't on the test, but Whoa. I'm going to write my answer in. I gave up meat, so <laughs> can we just talk about the mashed potatoes? You just, we're going to, that's one for chicken. There you go. You'll be on team chicken. You couldn't answer, so 
team chicken all day. And you don't go to Chick-fil-A and ask for turkey. Nobody does. So chicken it is. Chicken it is. Chicken reigns. Chicken it is, man. Well, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Listen, like we said in the beginning, rate, share, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Listen over and over and over again. Help Binge us this. get the word out. Binge this, John, okay? We didn't have any commercials because we have no sponsors. We don't need any sponsors. We just need you to listen and to become more like Christ. That's what this is all about. So we love you. All right. We love you. Keep listening. And we will see you again tomorrow. We'll see you again tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. And don't forget, God loves you. And so do we. Peace. Daily Dubs.